Welcome to another episode of I'm Nano. Oh yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> Putting the I and I am I'm Nano. I'm your host Irfani, and I am your other host. Putting the M, Monica. All right. So on tune with the last episode, we're gonna again talk about biology. Actually, yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> not specifically just biology. We're gonna try to understand the biological processes using nanotechnology. I love it. Yep. Yep. And more specifically, even from that, this study that we're going to be talking about as part of our lit update is seeking to help further understand things like protein-protein interactions and biomarker screening. Mm -hmm. And this study was published in the Journal of American Society, JAXA, just last month, March 2023. And it was conducted by a coalition of scientists from the UK, Germany, and China. And here in this work, they were working on an analytical technique called nanopore sensing to study protein-protein interactions. Interesting. And this is very unique and important because it can help us better understand how our body works and many other things that involve protein-protein interactions as well. Yeah, that are, there's a lot of them. Proteins is pretty much everywhere. Yeah, yeah we're made up of them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first, um, how does the nanopore analyzers work? And basically, you have a nanopore around 10 nanometers in size made of a material, which in this case is a quartz nanopipette. And then you place it in a solution containing the proteins that you want to study. And then you basically apply an electric field to drive the movement of these proteins through the nanopore. Interesting. So it's like recreating protein transporters that you can find in your cells. Yeah, exactly. And ah. this is really, well, the fact that you can recreate it in the lab is already amazing. Um, but basically what they do here is they can measure if a protein moves through the pore by analyzing the change in the current based from the baseline signal. Okay. So basically imagine a stream of water through a pipe and then a rock is placed in the middle of the stream. The rock will block the water stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really excellent analogy for it. <laughs> so now the new technique here that they did is using these molecules called supercharged unstructured polypeptides. Let's call them SUPs. Actually, that's what they call them. SUPs. 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 And the goal of using these peptides is to help manage the movement of these proteins through the nanopore even better compared to the previous nanopore analysis systems. And basically by using these SUPs, they can eventually help control the charge of the protein that helps them move through the nanopore. Ooh. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And so they, the researchers also had to test if these SUPs can help proteins pass through nanopores first. Mm -hmm. um, so they used the original EGFP proteins and then ones that were attached to a positively charged SUP. When they applied the electrical potential through the nanopore, they found that the ones that have the SUPs are more likely to go towards the nanopore and then pass through the nanopore itself. Mm -hmm. So basically in their setup, the quartz tube is the quartz tube is negatively charged. So with a positively charged SUP, it's going to, you know, be attracted to the quartz tube 
And then as it gets closer, the electric field will help it pass through the nanopore. Right. And remember, positive and negative charges attract. Opposites yeah. attract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Applies to so many situations. So many. <laughs> so many. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, so that's essentially the base of the technology. And so this technique also helped improve the signal detected compared to the noise and the baseline too. So in other words, when you see a blip, when you see the signal, you can tell that it's actually from the transport that's happening as opposed to any noise or the baseline. And now the scientists also found that increasing the number of positive charges on the subs can better improve the movement through the nanopore. So because the nanopore is negative, right? I guess. (laughs) They also evaluated the effect of different size proteins on the signal detected and found that there is a linear increase in the amplitude of the signal with large globular proteins. Yeah, so the way I think of it is that larger proteins basically blocks more of the current compared to the smaller ones through the nanopore. Okay, that's a great way to put it. Yep, I can visualize that really well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, they were testing this um, on globular proteins, right? So they wanted to, now that they have established all of these characteristics of these nanopore, they wanted to learn about the protein-protein interaction. And in this case, they use an anti-EGFP antibody as a model to learn about protein-antigen interactions. Protein-antigen interactions everywhere in the body. You need that. Um, It's part of the immune system, right? Mm. So they found that because the antibody is a Y-shape, literally it's like a Y-shape, it's not globular, it moves through the nanopore quite quickly and it doesn't actually block the current as much because it's not blocking the stream of water right so mm-hmm. either but either way they were able to observe this antibody antigen interaction enough that when they increase the amount of antibody they can observe higher movement very cool we can learn so much more about drug interactions with this too yeah and drugs you know development we've talked about this so many times before it's very important this know. is one of the yes. things we need to characterize yeah um, well as we, we, we're we continuously making more and more drugs too right so we need to know yeah how those drugs go with current drugs new drugs old drugs all in the body yeah. everything so else. many so many interactions that we need to figure systems, out yeah systems yes. that's why they're saying it's systems chemistry is like the new thing oh yeah yeah like the domain the field of systems chemistry like there's conferences on systems chemistry and it's like wow. everything Oh, wow. That sounds very complex. Yeah. Very, very complex. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we know that the application is going to be huge for this. And based on this study, I mean, there's quite a bit of more factors to consider and tweak because they only studied globular proteins. But this okay. is definitely a good step forward, you know. And for me personally, I think biology generally is very cool because mm-hmm. it's been optimized since the day the world started. And the fact that we can mimic protein transport from the body in the lab is just freaking cool to me it's very very exciting and you know what else is exciting though we're funny the fact that we have 32 subscribers on our youtube channel (laughs) i just noticed that we're going up okay wow yeah Yeah. well thank you guys (laughs) 
that are keeping us going with this i mean we still enjoy doing this just learning all these new things that we don't get to and then it's like i can reference it in the back of my mind if i'm talking Mm -hmm. to someone and it's like oh yeah i remember there was a study on on x y and z and it's like if i ever need a refresh the episode's always gonna be there yeah which is great But then I seem really smart because I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this happened <laughs> in this paper recently. And people are like, what? That's so cool. Like, you fellow true. researchers, right? You know, um, I think there's this one nature paper that I read way back in 2016. And it mm-hmm. was one of those personal nature papers um, where, like, PhD or postdocs, they write about a certain topic. Mm. It's just one page. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was... Basically, the title was to read broadly and vastly and frequently. So mm. that's what we're doing here, except you don't have to read it. You can just listen to it. Yeah. That's why it's we're also, we're yeah, because I mean, <laughs> definitely, like, because it's so hard to sometimes go out of your comfort zone. It is. And you're yeah. so focused on your own research that you don't pay attention to what's actually going on out there. And you spend so much time in the lab, sometimes you don't even have time to read. This is a quick yes. little five to ten minutes snippet yes. of what's little going snippet. on out there. What's going on in the world? It's like, oh, yeah, these protein-protein, anti-EGFP antibodies modeling mm. is, yeah, nanopores <laughs> going through. And, like, opposites attract. I'm visualizing, you know, the positive and negative charges going through yeah. the nanopores. And just to keep in mind also, well, not to keep in mind, I mean, for the ones who don't know what's going on in the previous episodes, we're starting this thing called Nanobytes that we're just, you know, giving a quick little trivia of these episodes. And if it looks interesting to you, you can go to the reference episode of the Nanobyte. Yes, exactly. And so those will be on our Instagram and Twitter kind of. And, all and the, the Facebook socials. as well. This all the socials that we have. We don't have TikTok yet, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Instagram mostly. It's fun. Yeah, we'll get to the dancing part eventually, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Anyways, okay. Well, that was a cool nanopore episode, and uh, I think that is all the nano for today. Take care and stay curious. <laughs>